0: From the EBW Studios in Austin, Texas, this is EBW Radio,
1: empowering a billion women by 2020. Welcome. This is EBW Radio. I'm your host, JB Hager, live from our EBW Studios in Austin, Texas. And I've got a guest here that I could probably spend the next hour just going through his resume, his accolades... Mm. Uh, uh, organizations he's involved with, where he's lending a hand, awards—you just—it goes on and on and on. But I do want you to meet Arnold Baker. How you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> I'll start with a couple of things. Okay. You're the founder and CEO of Baker Ready Mix and Building Materials. You- Helped rebuild New Orleans with that, your company. That is not a bakery. Okay, it, it, it does okay? come across as I a know, bakery I know. name. I, I get that all the time because my name is Baker. <laughs> right, Ready Mix. But. It's it's catchy. It's memorable, yeah, yeah. but it's a concrete company. It, it is a concrete it, company. In its simplest form, I'm sure it's yes. much more than that. Uh, recipient of the National Black Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year, the NBCC Business of the Concept of the Year, being inducted into the Louisiana Business Hall of Fame chairman of the National Black Chamber of Commerce, vice chairman of the New Orleans Business Council, as, and is a director on several local boards, including New Orleans Board of Trade and the Greater New Orleans Construction Ta- Task Force. Oh, that's just some of the things you do.
0: Uh, well, we, we try to keep busy. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, when, when, you know, it's, much is given, much is expected. And, okay. and you know, we, we've... Uh, you go, you know, I, I was always taught and instructed and and in and, and various forms of my life directed, go where you make the most impact. Yeah. you know. And as soon as a, I don't make impact on a board of commission, I get off of it and, and allow someone else to come on. And then I go join another one because, you know, we can all make impact.
1: And Arnold, because you do so many things, I, I literally, as, as Arnold was driving to Austin, Texas, I had to call him today and I go, Let's, let's pick one thing so that we don't, we don't spend all day trying to cover too many things. So we're going to kind of hyper-focus this on uh, opportunities for women and minorities in business. This is where you lend a lot of your time, a lot of your expertise, and a lot of the EBW audience is probably missing out on opportunities uh, maybe they feel like there's obstacles. They don't know what's out there. Things or money's being left on the table, right and left. So let's start with that. Let's start with the exclusion of minorities and women in business. Let's, let's start with that. Like, why are they being excluded on opportunities? And then we'll shift to how they can t- turn that around. Well,
0: you know, I, I think the, the exclusion is always a matter of perception. You know, and from a, and depending on what seat you're actually sitting in, if you're the business owner, you're going, Hey, I didn't get that opportunity and I know I can do it and I should, I deserve to do it. You know, uh, from the, from the person who's issuing the contract, you've got to, they've got to be convinced that you can do it. Um, uh, and, and that, uh and that it's appropriate for them to give you that, 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 contract. And that's if everyone is, is doing good business and doing, doing good deals, you know, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, but there are, there are real challenges to, you know, as, as the economy continues to grow, business continues to grow, the contracts continue to grow, the opportunities continue to grow. And unfortunately, the resources that it takes to complete those opportunities also continues to grow that, you know, and, uh, the, uh, the need as, 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 well as the, the, the real, you know, how do you realize success without destroying your business? Um, when I was, when I first joined, uh, you know, I've had many lives. And when I, when I, when I first, um, took over small business development for six months, I was a director of small business development for the city of New Orleans. And my objective was to get as many small businesses and as many of the major projects that I oversaw as possible.
1: And you were working with the mayor's office. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: And I, and I saw so many businesses fail, go out of business. Because mm-hmm. they were given too much, they weren't prepared for the opportunity they were undercapitalized. you name it you know what and, do you
1: mean they were given too much?
0: They were um, like you know I would pressure them to get larger contracts and the kept and, and, and with the hopes that they could complete them you know mm-hmm. if, you know so let's say if they were a million dollar a year company and then and then uh, and they've been a million dollar a year company for six years and now they have a five million dollar contract.
1: It was an overwhelming it was completely overwhelming opportunity. If anything goes wrong, they would fail, you know, mm. and, and, and not because
0: not, it wasn't because they weren't trying and one because they weren't qualified at that level, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, if the payment came late, you know, and now they got to float that, you know, there, there, there are a litany of reasons why. And so when you look at, at, at why, why businesses are being excluded, you know, someone like me, when I was in that position, now I would think twice before awarding someone a contract or getting them a contract award because I said, you know, I'm doing you a favor by not giving you this contract because I know it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I know that, that uh, it's going to take a, consume a lot of your resources and it could cause you to fail, you know. Uh, and so – and that's if everything is – if everyone has the right mindset.
1: You know? Were you ever in that position yourself with your uh, concrete company oh. where big contracts come fast? I mean, there was definitely – I'm th- – I'm, I'm just speculating when New Orleans had to literally physically be rebuilt, you're in a business to rebuild it and you're getting big contracts. Did you find yourself in that overwhelmed position? Literally, literally my first year in business, I lost
0: $200,000. Okay. I was only open for six months. What year was that? That was 2004. okay? Okay. 2004. Um, and then the next, next year, next full year, um, we started bidding on contracts and we won an airport contract and we were like a dog that was chasing a car and caught
1: it <laughs> like, it's Oh like, no oh, crap.
0: What do we do now? We have just won. We we lost $200,000 last year and now we've got an $8 million contract overnight. Yeah. And in, in addition to the other contracts that, that that we were bidding on and winning because we had created the niche and we were the, we were the only minority supplier in New Orleans and we were, and you know, as, as, as you and I had discussed before, you know, when you look at the real, you know, the, the, the number of businesses that are bidding on and can complete minority and women on contracts in certain areas, it is, it is, uh, it does not reach the amount of goals. And so, you know, so what you have is a large Delta between real capacity without assistance, and the actual goal, mm-hmm. and let's say you know, uh, and you know, while that varies from community to community, uh, some of some of what we'll talk about later is how do we how do we help, you know, let's say if if a community only has has five to ten percent actual capacity in minority and women owned businesses, but the goal is thirty percent, how do we actually help achieve that? And you can mm-hmm. do that through, through 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 a litany of ways. That, uh, uh, and it helps to to
1: grow things. Or, But if you don't, it'll you'll, you'll actually hurt those businesses. I was one of those. You have piqued my interest now. So instead of talking general uh, women in minority-owned business and how they get over the hurdles, I'm dying to know what you did when you got that $8 million contract. Well, How did you scale fast enough to be able to handle it?
0: I looked at what my major areas of liability were. And I said, now, what can go wrong? And then how do I offset that? And so for me, it was... Okay, concrete plant production and quality control. If I screw up on the plant and QC, I'll be out of business. There's no way I could cover the losses. You know, just from just from. Uh, so, I outsourced those components. I, I went and uh, found a third-party quality control firm to come in. Now it cost me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It cost me a third of my profits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it was worth it because I was able to. Because sure enough, just as I as as I. Uh, uh, had, had anticipated, we had some issues. We had some challenges and had a third party that was able to come in and resolve them.
1: Had you not made that jump, you a lot what? of people want to keep all of the pie. Uh, we talk about this a lot and they can't deliver. No, no, this is not the lottery. You know, uh, you, t-
0: it's not a get rich quick overnight. Uh, being an entrepreneur or being a business owner is about methodically, safely, strategically growing your business. So that you add value with every project and you add value not only to your own company, but to your customer and to the community,
1: you know? And so being able to have the, the intelligence to hire on give away a third of the money, fine. I just, I've got to deliver, I've got to execute that. I'm guessing that was what puts you just on the ramp to success for your company, but it could have gone the other direction just as easily. Easily. I
0: mean, even when, so, you know, the, the, you know, Business is risk, just as business is relations. You know those two R's are real. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, um, and you know there are so many factors that are beyond your control that can put you out of business tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean everything from a meteor to, you know, certain types of lawsuits. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but for those ways that you that you can identify for those liabilities that you can identify, you know, you want to you want to put together a mitigation plan for it, and and for me. Those the, the two areas were quality control and and uh, uh, and and actual uh, plant operations. So I leased with insurance the plant side, and so sure enough, we had breakdowns, and I was able to get it up and going immediately because I had insured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought additional insurance, and then on the quality control side, um, because of the third party um, QC organization that I brought in, it wasn't. This firm who didn't know anything, it wasn't a small, small business who didn't know anything was trying to defend themselves. I had a large, a large operation. Now it cost me a third of my profits, but it was well worth it because I was able to have profits at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So I, it's, it's interesting. We, we've got two different things to talk about here, um, uh, is m- women in minority businesses there's a lot of opportunity for big companies who want to give the job to them. That's what happened to you, right? Correct. They want to get the job and then execution is part of it. So let's, let's, let's focus on that for a little bit. Like how do you put yourself out there? I'm a business and I'm, I want these bigger contracts.
0: Let me clarify. Okay, please. Okay. Want, want versus required to is two different things. Okay. Okay. Now, after 40 years of goals programs, you know, there are city, state, and federal goal, goals programs in the public sector. And then now we've also got private sector goals programs through organizations like the Billion Dollar Roundtable and mm-hmm. and uh, and just, you know, other organizations, and just general Fortune 500 companies that, that make commitments to utilizing minority and women-owned businesses. These, you know, so on the public sector side, you've got uh, – after 40 years of evolution, I think you've got a pretty good vehicle there for delivering opportunity, Le- at least identifying it and creating a written pathway for how you access it. Now, uh, and so what we have now, what, we, what we're finding now in the public sector side is that, uh, and I'll just give you an example, um, you know, at most airports, most urban center air, uh, airports, the construction participation goals. Are about thirty-five percent. So thirty-five percent of the total contract, and let's just use Atlanta for, for example. Okay. Atlanta, uh, they've they've got one point eight billion dollars a year in construction planned for the next five or six years. Thirty-five percent of that is under a goal program for minority and women-owned businesses. So that's a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and. That and, and Houston has, has similar. New Orleans has similar. Uh, uh, airports around the country, and if and if and if the, the government if the if the government is, is uh, accurate in what they're stating, there's going to be a tremendous amount of infrastructure construction around the nation. You know, that's gonna be a focus. You just I'm sure you've been watching the news lately where dams have been failing,
1: flood mm, right.
0: walls have been failing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, you know, so all the nation's infrastructure's gotta be replaced. Most of that is under some kind of goal program.
1: Okay. So you said a very key word, required. Required. So they're trying to find the women and minority-owned businesses that they're required to do contracts with. And I'm just guessing they're having a hard time finding the organizations to give the business to.
0: They are finding there's difficulty in finding minority and women-owned businesses that can complete the projects. And that's what they're, that's what they're stating is that they don't meet the criteria because the contracts are large Okay. for, for, for the most part. How do you get businesses to scale up for that? And, you know, kind of the, the example that I gave is when, is when, uh, you know, I went from doing negative sales one year to doing 6 million the next year. Mm-hmm. And it almost killed me. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was like uh, a mouse eating an elephant. Mm-hmm. I choked a lot, you know, mm-hmm. but I had prepared to choke. And so, and, Throughout my business, throughout my business life, um, uh, uh, I have, I have repeated that same mistake, you know, of taking on too much because you think you're, you think you're more capable than, than you are. Uh, and fortunately I've survived to, to, uh, uh, to date, and I'm, you know, I'm hopefully I can sh- keep other people from, from repeating those same mistakes okay. that almost killed me.
1: You know, see, this is stuff I, I don't understand, and it's starting to make sense as I talk to you. So, like, let's use the rebuild a dam okay. example. They're not going to say, okay, big company, you get 65%, and this minority owned business or women owned business, you get this chunk of it. And then the two companies work, it doesn't work like that. No, no, no. you get the whole contract.
0: They're going to say, so they're going to say, <laughs> Big company, we're going to give you this billion dollar contract for this dam or this hundred million dollar contract, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a, you have to find three. You know, if it's a hundred million dollar contract, you have to find thirty five million dollars worth of minority and women owned businesses to participate. Okay. So you're going to subcontract the work out to them. Okay. And then typically, the um, uh, and then so they'll go out to the pool of certified businesses, and solicit them to come and do work on their, on, on their projects and accept bids. sense. Yeah.
1: So that leads me to the next thing. How do you become a certified business? There are, uh, and I'll, I'll just give you an example, in, in,
0: in the New Orleans region, there are 28 different organizations that accept or perform certifications or registrations. Okay. And those range from SBA, Small Business Administration, which has you know six or seven of them, ranging from uh, disadvantaged business to small business to SBA 8A, you know, and uh, to the Department of Transportation, which which uh, uh, is is typically a, a state goal, to the aviation boards, which are which each airport has its own certification programs and its own uh, uh, minority business inclusion programs. To the city of New Orleans itself. And so you've got all these different entities and you have to make sure you're registered with each one of them Mm -hmm. and meet their criteria.
1: It sounds like you're saying start local and look for certification, then go to your state and then go go national. Exactly.
0: And then and then uh, after you get through with the public sector side, you want to register with the private sector side, which are the organizations like you know, Shell and BP and Comcast and AT&T, they all have, have a, a women business and minority business outreach programs. And so there's considerable opportunity in the private sector, uh, um, in fact, I think even more opportunity in the private sector than the public sector. And it's, uh, uh, it's often an easier business process in the private sector, you know.
1: Wow, I know, it, it, there's no one-stop shop. To find all these opportunities, not yet, not, <laughs> not yet, yet, not yet. Is that a goal?
0: It is. It is actually because, you know, as the opportunities are there globally, we recognize the criticalness for empowering women and empowering women-owned businesses. We recognize the the uh, the urgency with empowering minorities and creating more minority businesses because if you create if because. The more women own businesses you have, and the more minority-owned businesses you have, the more each one of those is going to employ. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. If a gentleman with chewis and dreads, and gold teeth and tattoos, and um, uh, uh, he's got he's got his pants down to his to his to his knees or waist, you know, however mm-hmm. they wear them now, walks up to you, black guy, and says, "Hey, I want a job." You're probably gonna go. You look like a gangbanger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I, as an African American, am gonna look at that same kid and say, you know what? Twenty years ago, (laughs) I had a Michael Jackson Jerry curl. (laughs) I had, you know, uh, parachute pants on. Mm -hmm. I was I was a break dancer, Mm -hmm. and you know what? I changed, and he can too. And so that's one. And so if you create, if you increase the number of black owned businesses, you'll increase the number of black males that are going to be employed. You know, mm-hmm. it's a natural, I, I, I identify, I'll give him a shot where perhaps you wouldn't cause you don't have the same relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's natural, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we all recognize the criticalness of, of, uh, of enhancing women and minority businesses. And so anything we can do to make that easier, including eliminating those challenges that keep them from being successful, you know, Um, You know, one of those is access. So as you said, if we can create Mm -hmm. a one stop shop or at least one resource where they can they can they can gain access to to the dozens of different certification and opportunity programs, uh, that's that that's a start. But then we also need to make sure that they're successful. We Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. need to make sure that
1: they're successful. Now, I'm going to say something that's completely obvious and, and, you know, obvious to you for certain. Now, if you're a minority woman, it's almost overwhelming how many opportunities might be out there, a fingertip away. You just haven't found it yet.
0: I know it's like the you know, <laughs> you've 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 got the uh, the black AMX card right there mm-hmm. because you qualify for everything that's out there. Yeah, right? you know, uh, uh, I you know I've I've uh, I tried getting in touch with my feminine side and it didn't work.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that we're gonna take a a quick break here. This is Arnold Baker here talking to us about a lot of issues with women and minorities. When we come back, I really want, you have a great story about you speaking on behalf of a women's organization. Mm. I wanna hear that and we'll talk a little bit more about the national efforts. Excellent. We'll be right back. This is EBW Radio. This is EBW Radio, empowering a billion women by 2020 we give you the tools to be a
0: confident leader and entrepreneur join our global community to engage connect and network with women worldwide
1: welcome back this is ebw radio having a great time here with my new friend arnold baker Uh, definitely a pillar of the community in New Orleans. What a great city to live in. Pillow or pillar? (laughs) And we're talking about some really cool stuff. And I got tipped off that you have have a great story about being asked to speak on the behalf of women. Mm. You were joking just a little bit. You're like, hey, if I was a woman and a minority, I could go after a lot of stuff. You came close once. You got asked to speak on the behalf of a Senate small business committee representing women's organization who asked you to do that why and how did that go down you know it's it's
0: uh it's that was that was a lot of fun because it it caught this it caught the Senate Small business Committee off guard and it was uh because they were expecting um, uh, a woman in the case I, I I show up and they look uh, on
1: the docket and we're gonna talk about women in business and you show up I show up and <laughs> okay it was
0: um and it was it was a situation where uh, they were going to uh, the, the SBA was considering outsourcing women's business programming, okay, to a private sector entity. And uh, several women's business groups got together and said, oh, that's a bad idea, mm-hmm. because once it doesn't become profitable for them to do so, they could, they could diminish women's programming, and then you're starting back over again. Okay. So they wanted to leave women's business programming in the SBA.
1: Okay. okay there so, would yeah, there would have been a middle business somewhere to another layer correct okay and so um and so they
0: uh a, a call went into the from a call went to the US Chamber of Commerce um uh, and said hey here here's our situation this could impact women's business organization uh, women's business development across the country um in a negative way when when they've made so many gains over the past few years and then they placed a call to the National Black Chamber of Commerce of which I was chair at the time and 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 someone came up with the with the strategy of let's have the head of the national black chamber of commerce speak on behalf of women of, of <laughs> women's business organizations because they they didn't want to of course bite the hand that that fed them mm-hmm. because this was someone who gave a lot of support to women's business groups so I go
1: well wait what was your first reaction when you were asked
0: I was like I said what. <laughs> they, me,
1: <laughs> you know? right. Um, this said, must be a mistake.
0: Yeah, I said uh, um, I haven't changed genders lately. At least <laughs> last last I checked. Uh, uh, so, yes, it was. Um, and then it was explained that you know why they couldn't do it themselves because they didn't want to offend anyone in, in the process, but they still thought it was a bad idea. Okay. And so I go before the uh, and so I go before the Senate Small Business Committee in Washington D.C. and we. <laughs> um, and I walk in, and I'm the I'm the main uh, person giving testimony on behalf of why this is not a good idea. And of course, um, the senators who were who were on the small business committee said, "Well, why why are you
1: here? Why do you?" You got care? their attention. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but That's they, part of it. But they
0: wanted to qualify okay. my responses first.
1: What was your response?
0: I said, "I am here because what impacts." Women own businesses impacts our community as a whole, and impacts me. I'm here as a as a, as a voting citizen because this is important to me. Women should should uh, the women's business programming should not be put at risk in this manner. And you know, and so my my line of, of, of rationale and, and they kept coming. The questions were or still along the same lines of, are they paying you to be here? I said no. I, I I my own airfare, mm-hmm. my own hotel, and I came here on my own because I feel like it's that important. Um, and I said, well, you know, they just couldn't understand initially why I was taking this issue on. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we were very we were successful, and we and that that did not happen. Uh, and I think a lot in part because they were so focused on why I was there (laughs) versus the issue itself that they had no arguments.
1: (laughs) And it went the way you wanted?
0: Oh, it was, it was, yeah, an overwhelming success. Wow. So, uh, that's awesome. We were able to, we were actually able to get more support for women business owners. Um, because, uh, uh, I mean, everyone, I mean, it's, it's, you know, with the increase And part, part of my argument was that, you know, no one can refute that there's been an increase in, Single-family homes. There's been an increase in women head of households. There's been and globally, you know, there's been an increase in the need that the 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 significant need for enhancing the women's business economy. And if you do so, you'll off you you you're you're, you're positively impacting all communities. And you know they just, they couldn't refute it. Okay, um,
1: I love this. So let's earlier on the we talked about. Start local, then go to the state. Look at these organizations. You, now you're dealing with a lot of stuff on the national, not just this this, this scenario you just gave us, but you're doing a lot of stuff at the national level with the U.S. Chamber. And tell us more about that and how it can affect women and minority businesses. I tell you, I've been
0: very fortunate to to have been uh, put in put on uh, some key committees and and and. Uh, mm-hmm one of the organizations that, I, that i've just recently been appointed to was i'm um, a director of the u.s chamber of commerce and so and in those efforts you know well of course that's that's the you know if you if you google them or or wikipedia them it tells you it's the most powerful business organization in the world and they use the world world wow yeah the oldest and the most powerful and so it's a uh, uh and they truly do yield a lot of influence, and for really good reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pro-business, and it's and it's uh, and so one of their concerns was was small business development, minority business development, and women's business development. Because again, when I testified before the U.S. Senate, they placed the call. <laughs> they're the ones that helped out, and so gotcha. So they're you know so we've um, so they have literally um. Uh, they met with the, the National Black Chamber of Commerce and said, "Look, how do we how, how do we create more support, more inclusion amongst our members and, and, and the general bit business community? How do we grow the small business community? Because it's important for everyone." Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the when the two things that kept popping up was we have to focus on women's business enterprises, because if if you you know if you look at what's transpiring across America. Women, women in business, still are 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 hitting the glass ceilings. You know, they're still being excluded. You know, and so you offset that by saying, okay, if 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 women if women are are not yet, through no fault of their own, reaching those same levels of pay, of of promotion, uh, start your own business. And then pay yourself,
1: you know.
0: And so that's the great equalizer. And the good thing is that that's not just rhetoric; the opportunities are there. So whether you're in the minority community or the women's business community, there are significant business opportunities uh,
1: there. In a that's all right. <laughs> Take a quick break right. here and tackle that. <laughs> His phone's beeping, but sorry. all right. Sorry about that. Because I want to, I want to have you repeat that. That's so good, and it is something that I've written down. Okay um, retake yeah no, I want to hammer this home again because you okay. said something really interesting if because equal pay is a very, very hot topic right now. and it, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but if if the equal pay is not there for you, create your own job and pay yourself.
0: you know that's the great equalizer. You that's know, awesome. It's, it's a, <laughs> And the opportunity is there.
1: Do, you, you know? do any examples come to mind of anyone you know? I know that's kind of putting you on the spot here, but of somebody you know with a business and they're just like, I can't, I'm not getting paid what I should. And then they went off and did their own thing. and
0: Oh, oh I, I'll give you a, uh, there's a, she's a great friend. Uh, I won't, won't mention her name, but I will give, give you her business. Okay. Demo Diva. Okay. It's the name of her business. Demo Diva. And- she actually, you know, she worked for a construction company and, you know, started hitting the, the, this, 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 the, the glass ceilings and, you know, this is a man's world. And, and so, so she has pink excavators and pink dump trucks. And she is, she is really making an impact. She's doing great. She's expanding. She's diversifying. She's a she's, uh, demo
1: diva. So, that, that, I that's love an that. example
0: of a. Of, uh, she said, I can't get, you know, I can't do it over here. So, I'm going to start my own company.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've got to look that up. That's brilliant. That's a great example. Thank you very much. And I, you know, I'm going to need your help on this because um, people like you and Ingrid, you throw around all these organization names all the time that just make my head spin. And one of them I've heard both of you mention is the Billion Dollar Roundtable. Let's touch on that quickly and how this affects these opportunities. And, and tell me, I don't even know, I'm not familiar with it at all.
0: Let me tell you, I was, uh, uh, the Billion Dollar Roundtable, it's, it's an organization that, where its membership has committed to doing, to contracting a billion dollars a year with minority and women owned firms, each year, each business. And so, uh, and so, uh I was, I was impressed with them, you know, five years ago when, when, I, when I first learned about them and I was like, wow, this is, this isn't, you know, cause they had organizations like Harris casino, um, and was, you know, uh, AT&T, um, uh, Comcast, uh, you know, shell BP, those were all part of their, 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 uh, their, their organization. And I was, and they had 120 something businesses that were part of this organization. And so when you look just the aggregate amount of opportunity from the top down, they're saying, here's $121 billion worth of contracts that we want to let out, Comcast, you know, all those guys. So I, was, I said, wow, there is a significant private sector opportunity that's being unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. I've recently learned that just in a bit, um, I went to their website uh, a couple of weeks ago and I saw where... There are only 21 members now, and I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" And down from how many? Down from 127. Okay. Yeah, 21 members on on the round table, and and Comcast was was just put on as number 21. It was a press okay. release, and I said, "Wow, what what has transpired?" Where'd here? they go? What? Where and why? Yeah, more so the why. Yeah, you know. So I started reading in their in their bylaws now, and a couple of years ago. They change their bylaws, they change the rules to where if you don't reach a billion dollars, you get placed on a year's probation. And this is for their website. And then if you don't reach it after that year probation, you're off. And so Interesting. my perception, and I've not confirmed this, but my, my perception of what's been transpiring is that is that 120-something has been pared down to 21 who actually reach the billion dollars a year. And, I'm, and while at, on the surface that may look like a negative, I'm like, wow, that's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. The other 100 can't reach their goals. So we need to focus on the other 100 who can't reach their goals and help them to get back on the billion-dollar round table to meet, reach the billion-dollar
1: This mark. goes back to the keyword you said earlier is required. They have an initiative. They're required to do it. And they just got to find the people for the contract. Exactly. And so we need to collaboratively c- come up with
0: creative ways. And every industry is different. Every business is different. You know, every business is, every business owner has different strengths and weaknesses. And so we've got to develop processes that can that can uh, enhance the strengths and mitigate the weaknesses, so that we get more successful, prolonged success, and 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 a diversified success with with, with these minority and small businesses. And and uh
1: Very impressive. I've learned a lot today. I hope everybody listening has learned a lot. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. We're going to have to visit again and just pick another niche. Because this is is really valuable information to a lot of people. Well,
0: look, it's really been an honor to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. It's Arnold Baker. And if anyone listening to this with a women's organization wants you to speak on their behalf, which you're apparently very good at, how do they reach you?
0: Arnold at ArnoldBaker.com.
1: Arnold at arnoldbaker.com. Man, it's been a pleasure. Hey, it's been an honor to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. This is EBW Radio. Thanks for listening to
0: EBW Radio, empowering a billion women by 2020.